This is another episode of the Chinwag Podcast. My name is Rogan. I'm joined here with Sam Glenn Smith. Welcome. And Solo Sharif. Hello, hello. The Chinwag Podcast is a film-related podcast. We, it's essentially all British slang for for gossiping or talking about. And twenty-five frames per second is just what we edit films on in the UK. Um, we pitch a film, uh, f- fan fiction, or we will, uh, in the second section, we, we bring something to the table, just a discussion-based subject, generally from the from the news. And then we review a film at the end. Um, so for the sort of pitching um, fan fiction, we went with a TV show that you could turn into a movie. Um, and Sam's going to lead us off. Yeah, uh, I decided that I would go for an old beloved show of mine uh, called Shaolin Showdown. It uh, ran from around 2003 till, well, reruns were still going till 2007 until they made an awful spin off. Oh, yeah, that remake series. was I terrible, man. I don't quite know what it was. Um, that wasn't really up to scratch. And. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was animated. It revolved around like four monks that were like within this world where there was like ordinary objects that would they just had like abilities and stuff like that, and they were called like Shengonwu. Yeah. And then like they would always be competing with uh, the bad guys, let's say, um, to to gain these these items and they would usually result in them having what's called a Shaolin showdown hence the name where they just i i'm it's kind of hard to i don't really know what it was it was like a, a challenge and the winner of the challenge won the shengon wu yeah. and then could now do some stuff but you could use shengon wu in the Shaolin showdown so like you could i don't know there, there was some there was some mad things you could like shoot lasers at people I said they they wager it, so it's like, it's like because they challenge over the item, and then it's like, oh yeah, I bet with this weapon, and the other ones have to use one to like. F- that's how they fight the showdown. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they even had like group ones sometimes where they'd be like four against four, and like the winner would just end up leaving with like ten shengonwu. Yeah, and that was just that was just incredible. But yeah, I feel like they ended the last season with like all of the series villains just all swooping on the uh, on the temple, and it just ends with them all obviously preparing to fight back. But you, yeah. come on, man, there's yeah. a, there's a movie. No, there. yeah, that's so wavy. There is a movie there somewhere with um, Hannibal Roy Bean, all, all <laughs> of the Wu Ya, all them yeah. lot, all the enemies. Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be a pretty decent movie there. Um, Trust. I feel like Shannon Chronicles, their spin-off series, fell short for me just because it wasn't the same voice actors. It had, like, a different animation style, kind of. just wasn't the same, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my film. If anyone has the power to make that happen, it's, shout me. It's, it's an animated film, right? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't real life it, I don't think. I wouldn't real life it. Or do you do you go with like uh, a a cinema film, like a cinema release or are you going to like 
put on on Netflix with the series or something like that? Would you sell? Would you sell it to Netflix? You know what? I, I would. I know Disney had their hand in it at some point, so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if Disney didn't um didn't add it. I think I think I may have seen that it's being added to that Disney Plus thing. My brother was telling me a load of TV shows we used to watch that are going to be added. Someone released, they released like a, an official list of like loads of TV shows are going to be on there, like old school ones. And I'm I'm pretty certain Shadow Showdown was one of them. I might be getting it confused with something else we used to watch, but I'm pretty sure it's there. See, I could see Disney doing it, but yeah, it's it's not going to get a, a unless you were. I don't know. Anyone who watched the TV show would watch the film a hundred percent. Is anyone who's actually given the time to the TV show has has loved it. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about it unless they haven't seen it. Yeah, okay, I haven't seen it. What are you saying, Solo? Oh, I think it's banging. Like, like I agree about that ending because I remember that. I remember that scene so fucking well where they all come yeah, over the, the hill about right. to swoop down. After fucking Raimundo yeah, gets Raymundo's promoted, just become the uh, like the the like the leader monk in that. Oh, it's mm. it's mad. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sweet. So my choice was uh, Quantum Leap. For anybody uh, that knows of it, it was around from 1989 to 1993. Um, IMDb says um, scientist Sam Beckett finds himself trapped in the past leaping into bodies of different people on a regular basis so like I'd, I'd essentially assume that, it, that his his leaps aren't really based on on time or anything uh, mm. and we would just uh, literally he'd jump into the uh, like a, a a kid like i do it as a, a high school comedy actually in a way <laughs> and i want uh paul rudd to play him um uh, and essentially that the kid would get uh, get killed and then he'll wake up as the teacher because like the crisis wasn't resolved he essentially like i should explain it he he's he's just like bouncing in between different lives and he generally has like a problem to solve in that life and then yeah, like, yeah. He'll, he'll go on to a a different one and he's just like trapped in this kind of weird quantum realm thing but like you see the actor and then when when he like looks in the mirror the reflection it's you see the person that he is yeah um at least that's how i remember it and uh so yeah it'd be that and and i'd have him played by paul roger um and but like it's that funny be i mean when i say a kid it'd be like i don't know 18 19 you know yeah um but like it'd still be at school or sixth form or whatever and uh yeah the, the kid had end up dying so he'd be the teacher but like he's had to befriend somebody in his class so when he's then the teacher he's like yo it's it's still me we, we need we need to solve the murder kind of stuff it'd be a bit um like a a, a young comedy to be honest um, and then okay. the final scene will just be someone somewhere else for the final act, sorry. Uh, and he'll, you know, you'll ring the kid and, and get the closure that way. I think, I think it's a, um, I really like the idea of Quantum Leap and I think, I think it'd make a decent film. But like a Netflix film, you know, 
I I'd personally put it on a on a streaming service and I'd watch it. Um, yeah, that was that was mine. Cool. Yeah. Well, the one um, the one I went with was, because I've I've been rewatching Smallville recently. I went up to I did like seven seasons, and loved it the whole way. It's so great. I love a, I love a little young Superman. I think it's hilarious. And um, so the sequel, I do the sequel to that maybe like five years after, no, actually probably longer, like maybe seven or eight years after that series ended. And um, it would deal with introducing Batman to that world. And so he had been like undercover the whole time that Superman's Justice League were around. Um, and I think that the trouble with basing it off of just like, cause obviously that show ran for so long, they did so many like villains and stories that a lot of it had been done. So the story I kind of went with was to bring Batman in as almost a bad guy, which is that he has come up with like the weapon to bring down every single one of the heroes just in case they went rogue was there a bruce wayne in smallville no no they wouldn't because bat batman batman's never been allowed to appear live action on tv like contractually they can't make a tv batman that's why even at the end of gotham he's still not batman because it's that's, it's not that's allowed. That's why I say Bruce Wayne, because mm. that's that's hard to get around it. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They don't. No, they don't. I don't even think they say. I don't even think they say Bruce Wayne in Smallville. They do like a couple allusions to it, like oh, there was this one guy at Gotham or some shit like that. Boy, they can never actually acknowledge it. So yeah, so I kind of got the story inspired by. Uh, it's this Justice League comic called Tower of Babel. And that's when Rachel Ghoul breaks into the Batcave and steals every single one of Batman's like doomsday plans and uses uses them against the Justice League. And so Oh shit, that's that's a hard story, really. Oh yeah, no, it's a te- like it, he get he gets kicked out of the Justice League officially for it. Because they're like, I, it's like seen as a betrayal of their trust that he would actually bring, like, he'd prepare a method to take every single one of his friends down if it ever came to it. Who's who's playing Batman? I don't know who I'd bring in for it. And the thing is, I think I'd stick with, I'd stick with Robin Pattinson because I actually think he's going to bring base and I would bring him into that. Because I think he he's a similar age range to the cast that were in Smallville. So he'd blend in quite naturally. But he'd so be... make Tom Welling the next Superman. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'd appear as... It would be as Superman, and there'd be, like, Wonder Woman and shit. There'd be a whole league. And... Yeah, I think... I think he could, he could be brought in quite well. Because, I mean, I'd bring in... I'd bring in Batman pretty dark for it. So it would be he'd be he'd be pretty intense coming into it, and it would be so instead of Rachel Gould, Lex Luthor stole all of his doomsday plans and uses them against the Justice League, 
because obviously Lex Luthor is really established in Smallville, and I'd I'd bring yeah. back I'd bring back Michael Rosenbaum as well. The legend. You'd have Lex Luthor steal the plans. Yeah, yeah, in the place of Rachel Gould. Because I think based because based off of like how Smallville worked, he was behind everything. So it'd be like keeping with the themes they established that okay, yeah, Lex is the big threat, and w- I wouldn't deal with introducing Rachel Gould. Yeah. How lax is Batman security for these men to find these plans? Well, the thing is, is it would be his security is fucking airtight because he's hidden from the Justice League this whole time. But the thing is, is regardless of how secure any base is, Lex Luthor is still Lex Luthor, and he'll get in there. Like he's pro- he's probably the biggest fucking dot in all of DC. That's the thing. I was, I've never really been a Superman fan, so I've uh, never really known what Lex Luthor is capable of. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's. He's never. Be, he's never been done right by film. Is the problem. So I'd. So I'd bring like the Lex that I'd bring would be like the just that hyper intelligence that he can outmatch anyone just purely through his mind, and that's why he's the biggest threat. Okay. Yeah. You, his brain. Oh no. <laughs> I was just because of the way you were talking about him. I was thinking of Brian Cranston, but yeah. Mm. No, no. I just I'd keep Rosenbaum for it because he yeah, comes no, back at the yeah. end of the final season. Like he gets brought back to life. I think it is because he dies for a while. I've always liked the fact of him playing Lex in films. Anyway. I yeah. He was a good Lex. Um, cool. So um, yeah, uh, again, is is this are you going with like a Disney Plus kind of? Obviously, uh, it will be whatever Warner Brothers. I, I suppose it would pro yeah. Or I mean, the cinema. I'd th- I'd like to think it could do cinema, but the problem is, I think it's because it's because it's coming from a TV audience. It's probably gonna reach its market better if it goes out on a streaming service. So depending if not DC and Warner Brothers sort themselves out, I'd pitch it probably to Prime would be more likely to take it up. Because they, I think they they have a lot more of that kind of television. Like they're the ones that host Small, Smallville, at least in the UK, I think. Right, what have you bought in for a solo? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So the, well, this ne- yeah. So the next section is basically, we. I don't know. Just bring something that we've been get we've been thinking about this week. Piece of film news that we've seen, or just whatever really is kind of free form. And so what I brought was just a f- just an update on. Um, just on how sport is doing the film that has yet to be. And is still waiting to even go into production, because I'm a bi- I'm a big believer in sport, even though there's even though there's not really been anything for it, because I don't know. I think it's just he's such a unique character that hasn't been done in the way that he's pre- like he's meant to be presented. Like, a Spawn film exists that got made in 1997. But 
the portrayal of Spawn isn't the way that it's envisioned in comics. Like he's a he's a lot more prevalent in the film, whereas the, in the comics it's more like he doesn't he, to the to the events outside of his one corner that he protects. He doesn't get involved in anything, and so much of the story happens outside of him until it comes to his front door. And I think that's that's what McFarlane's always wanted, and I'm a big I'm a big believer in in him and his vision. Like he's probably he's probably the biggest idol I've ever had. And Talk, yeah, Todd McFarlane. Yeah, Todd McFarlane, the the ultimate G of comics. <laughs> okay, so basically the news the news we've got for it is that essentially everything has everything is prepared up until this point. Like the plans they all have for it. Are all they're all established? Like they know what the script is there, everything. They've they've got Jamie Fox still on for it, and I think I heard there's some contention over whether whether or not Jeremy Renner is still sticking with it to play Twitch, who's the uh, the det- the detective they use. Um, like he's kind of Spawn's only ally, I suppose. Um. And so, yeah, there's contention over whether or not he's staying. But it feels to me like it's kind of going the way that... Um, there's another infamous film that never got made, at least in just that kind of genre, which was uh, Jodorowsky's Dune, which was like a super surrealist picture of the galaxy that never really got made and would have been would have been something really important in cinema history that never happened. Um, and to me, this, this Spawn project feels like it's got the same kind of energy to it. It, it, it almost feels like it's going to go like a ship in the night, but it just needs people. It just needs a producer that's ready, that's willing to commit to it rather. Cause it's got Bloomhouse producing it and they're big into the horror. And that, I mean, that's completely what they've done. Bloomhouse killed it. Yeah, so Spawn feels like it has this big energy to it that it could be, it could really be an impact in cinema. I think because Spawn, his character, was such an impact to the comics because he's he's essentially the face of independent comics. Like when you think about the independents, it's always oh yeah, Spawn. Like I think everyone kind of goes through a phase where they have their spawn phase where that's all you read for a very brief pit or however long it is and it just you, it just kind of changes you after sport I, I definitely think that following venom and joker financially mm. there's there's a there's no market for it and i can see quite a, a few um uh, like i can see a justice league dark happening you know? yeah but like yeah. a one-shot kind of story um so like i can see a market for it we were talking before uh like are you it, it, do you know if this film like it's not nothing has been shot has it no it was I, scheduled I to go into production the start of this year 2019 but right it then got delayed and yeah. since then it's just like it's, it is just purely waiting for a producer that's going to be like okay yeah 
it's just wait, essentially it's just waiting for the money to come in like everything yeah. is that laid for it that's and, um and i think a lot and i do think the reason it reminds me of yodorovsky's dune is because what it see what the news seems to be is that they love the idea of the project but they just have concerns about Todd McFarlane himself directing it as a first-time director. Even though he's wrote on film, he's proven to have success in the writing of his films in um, Venom, because obviously you know, he was one really, of the characters that created it. What really winds me up is with this is they say that like the DCEU, when James Wan came on and um, Patty Jenkins, um, it was like it's a filmmakers-driven kind of thing you know they were getting great filmmakers to do the films yeah and then when there are when this happens when a uh you know a filmmaker is a writer um for comics as well um and animated stuff um like like a hulk series and, and stuff like that yeah he's work. he has worked on a couple of the the comic book tv series like yeah. i mean i know like spawn actually had an animated run of uh i want to yeah. say 20 episodes it, how is it taking the guy two decades i'd like to know what the budget of the film is i think it will probably be quite low just because it seems that films like that can be done on that budget as proven by joker and deadpool well yeah but, wait what was the budget <laughs> of deadpool <laughs> Deadpool was 30. Was it only that much? Yeah, for maybe 37 uh, at most, but like they, they reshot some stuff, didn't they? So, um, yeah, he started off at just 30 million. Oh, mad. Okay, well, that, yeah, more more proof that it's possible. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think now is the time for Spawn to make his resurgence. Because I think. I think I think the children of our age need their spawn phase if they're gonna survive. <laughs> do you do you recommend the original? Not not that it's the original, cause I, uh, but like the the nineteen ninety seven film. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like it is, cause the thing is, is still you still get to see spawn. Um, there's some booky CGI though, which is what what is kind of held against it and i think that's the that's the that's the only thing i'll warn if you're going to watch the 97 spawn but honestly i would just recommend the comics like especially the maybe first 50 those are so fucking sick yeah. awesome yeah I, I really hope i get to check check the film out one day i just i'm not sure it's ever gonna happen to be honest <laughs> you know it just hear about it all the time like jamie fox was announced i want to say like 2015 or something like yeah a while ago a while ago yeah and i just I, I just feel like it's one of them projects that is it's always a maybe until it's a no you know like yeah. um but i i do think that the joker and venom I've opened a financial market for it. Suicide Squad could be included in that as well mm. because that was the it made money. Yeah, depending how the next one does. The new Birds of Prey film. Yeah, yeah, that would be another interesting test too of the market. 
Yeah. So, um, what did you have for us today, Sam? Um, woke up this morning to see the Game of Thrones creators. Um, you know what? I'm not even gonna try. I can do it. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. Benny Off and Wise have um, they've dropped. They were uh, initially pegged to do a Star Wars Netflix series. Is it Netflix or no? No, it'll be for Disney Plus, I imagine. Um, but they've dropped it today, dropping um, a two hundred million dollar deal, which is um, interesting. They say they they don't think they could do it just this. However, like, that there might be some um, some other some other forces at hand here. I think. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not too um, keen on them. For real? For what? For real? <laughs> yeah, no. Just because I think just the way they mishandled Game of Thrones towards the end got me. Like the last three seasons, I think just haven't done it for me. Season seven was like one one of the final ones. Yeah, that's up there with like season one and. No, I think s- there's been eight now, right? Yeah, eight yeah. was the last one. Six, six really brought base for me, but then seven and eight just fizzled out, and then I just I c- I couldn't do seven. There has never been, there has never been dragon cinematography. Like season seven of Game of Thrones. You seen? Have you I, seen Dragonheart? <laughs> yeah, that was. Have you seen Aragorn. <laughs> no, fuck, fuck both of those. Like this was just madness, and like you cared about everybody that was in it. I I and, get. And like the the thing is, with both of those, what, what yours was Dragonborn. So we had Dragonheart. Dragonheart. That's yeah. it. Spooky CGI though, <laughs> like it's nowhere near as realistic, like, and the the fire isn't either, and I've not seen Aragorn. I don't no. I don't know what that's I mean, saying. It was like 2006, I think, 2007. It was no dead. <laughs> I was joking, although, ah uh, no, Smaug. Oh, yeah. Smaug. Yeah, I forgot about. It. Okay, yeah, Smaug was. Yeah, but Smaug. Smaug was pretty. I wasn't into Smaug. In Smaug felt like a betrayal for me. I'm uh, I, I'm pretty kind of I'm kind of devastated with this Benioff and Wise news, mostly because um, they're sort of saying that they couldn't do it justice. Mm. So does that mean that like there's no that that Disney is suppressing creative freedom when they're bringing in, uh, uh, you know, direct directors and producers for Star Wars, you know, because it needs it needs that creativity, the world building. That that those two can can bring to it. They were gonna do like, was it a trilogy or yeah, it was yeah, a trilogy. trilogy they had coming. Yeah, so um, I I'm nervous that like um, Disney aren't aren't playing well. Um, yeah, that's what I bought in. That's just two hundred million as a. A lot of mo- it's a lot of money. It's 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 a lot of money to lose as well if they like don't believe in the project. Yeah. Very true. Although it it's Star Wars. 
<laughs> like, I feel, I feel like you're gonna believe in that project. You're gonna, you're gonna give it a pretty good go. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it depends how the next one goes. I think we'll be because I feel like that's what. I guess it's Disney's kind of gone back to their. They've they've decided to go back to formula, as they say. And depending on the impact of number nine, we'll, that will seriously decide that the direction of Star Wars in the future. Yeah. I, I think we need to just chill on Star Wars for a bit. <laughs> just let the TV yeah, series for real. do its thing. There's too much. I think, I think after... Um, um, John Favreau's series coming out, the Mandalorian one. I think after that, there should really be a break. Yeah, yeah, we need one. Yeah. But yeah, right, Rogan, what have you uh, brought in for us? I'm just going to celebrate Keanu Reeves for a little bit. <laughs> my, my top three Keanu Reeves films. So, um, the. Starting it uh, first is is the oldest of the three. First, no, I'll do two two honourable mentions. I mean, Keanu Reeves isn't great in every film. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula is a great example of like wooden performance. But when he's when he's great, he's he's, he's yeah. fucking great. Like, I I have some films that I really hope are on it. Yeah. Uh, well, my honourable mentions would would be. Um, the the two Bill and Ted films. Ah, uh, okay. And um, Point Break. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> that yeah. was. I was hoping Point Break was going to make that. Yeah. Well, it was. A, it was. Oh, it was this. No, it was a scrap between uh, Point Break and Speed. Ah. Uh, and 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 I went Speed. I would. I would have went the other way personally. <laughs> you know, it's. I think I think that um, okay. Point Break is is the better sort of protagonist in in Kevin Swayze. Hmm. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, thanks. So. Um, but the uh, the whole like how gripping this film is on a on a bus is 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 the most stupidest thing. And like for Keanu Reeves. I don't. I I don't really. I don't quite like his his acting so much in uh, in Point Break. The bit where he's like shooting towards the sky and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes me cringe a bit. Whereas with Keanu Reeves, I'm like fully on board with his style of acting for Speed. Um. Yeah. And and. Yeah. So that's that's my argument for Speed. Anyway, I'd like I I I like Point Break. Don't get me wrong, but. There is sometimes where I'm a bit like I'm cringing a bit at Keanu Reeves as as uh, acting choices, let's say. Whereas yeah. in Speed, I'm just along for the ride. Do you, do you want to counter that argument? Yeah, I'd, I'm gonna counter it later on the show. It fits nicely into my final film review, anyway. Okay, sick. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. So we'll revisit that one. Uh, so second pick uh, is is John Wick. Uh, yeah, I fucking love the John Wick franchise from a stylistic point of view. It's just, it's just, it's just spot on. It's like, I think it's genuinely like the the late twenty tens is defining, um, 
action franchise, you know. Oh like, yeah, definitely. I'm assuming that we will considered like the the MCU and the comic book kind of thing as its yeah. own its own entity than than action. Um, I think. Yeah, it's, John, it's, it's it's the diehard of this time. I see. I was gonna say John Wick is more like. I feel like he's the new Bond. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I could like I could realistically I could realistically see a new John Wick actor after Keanu does maybe five films. I could see that happening. You know you are, I'm I'm gonna argue that and probably say the modern day Rambo. Just because, right? James Bond he's like a he's like an agent, you know what I mean? There's always an an agenda behind it. Whereas yeah. Rambo just crops up in random situations always has some like mild plot motive for that film does it yeah you know what i mean all rambo is is like just brutally killing people in revenge ways james bond he's actually like he's protecting the the country you know what i mean there's a there's more of a thing but you don't watch rambo for a story like you don't watch john (laughs) really you just want to see someone get hurt and then just a whole lot of revenge you know okay but my all I'll say to that is that there's still a Rambo around if you didn't see Last Blood. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and I, I think mean, we all know that Rambo isn't the best comparison. <laughs> I think Rambo in the eighties we're talking here though, like if you yeah, bring it yeah, into also, modern I'm context. Not, no, I'm I'm not big I've never been big on Rambo. I think Rambo's sheer motive generally is is revenge and survival. And that's kind of that fits that fits for John Wick. Yeah, you just put him in the city rather than the jungle. Um, yeah. The Predator Two of John w- of Rambo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I think um, and to go to like the way John Wick performs, you know, he's he's absolutely great with uh, with action set pieces. Like he's 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 brilliant with it and. John Wick is a man of few words, and that's where that's where Keanu Reeves works best. Don't don't give Keanu Reeves the Bram Stoker's Dracula um, script. Give him yeah. like, I think the most he literally has to say is when he's tied up and he's screaming and he's like, "People keep asking me if I'm back," and I'm thinking, "Yeah, I'm back." <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Keanu Reeves can deliver that line. It's not a problem. Um, he's perfect in it. There is no, if you put like Jason Statham in John Wick, it's not John Wick anymore. You know, it requires yeah. Keanu Reeves. Um, and then my final pick is 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 my uh my actually all time favorite film. It's, it's the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, in 1999, it like it it transcended everything. This film, it's it's fucking amazing. Um, I'm just assuming everybody's everybody's seen it. Who's listening? Yeah, man. After, <laughs> did you um, did you end up going to see it on the anniversary? I didn't, man. I didn't go. On <sighs> I it. missed it, it as well. Me. Oh, it killed. I was so guided. I was so guided. I missed the anniversary. Yeah, I think it was only playing at Cineworld, but I'm sure they had it on at the IMAX screen, which just devastated me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this this, I, this film just transcends everything, and again. Like it's it's perfect for Keanu Reeves. Neo is a man of few words, and like I think he has like two or three distinctive like confused faces. Yeah. 
and like other than that he's he's, he's essentially playing a, a glitch in the matrix like he he shouldn't really exist in a in a weird way um so he feels sort of it just it just it's just perfect um yeah definitely so so i essentially i say that because the third section of the podcast we talk we we bring a, a review in that we've seen very recently and the other day i saw that keanu reeves had a new film out netflix great i watched that he had an hour and a half to spare and the trailer looked it looked okay uh it, it was like it's it's about ai and 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 robots and whatever the in imdb it says a scientist becomes obsessed with bringing back his family members who died in a tra- tragic accident um traffic accident it was a tragedy <laughs> It was uh, tragic, though. It was tragic. Yeah, I it, but it, it wasn't. Um, the film was awful, <laughs> utterly awful. It, you you join into it with like he's he's uh, sort of an inventor uh, in a lab, and he's he's built a, a an, an android, and he's uploaded the first scene you see is a is an army veteran, and he's uploading like his consciousness to this robot, but when like it uploads, he like rips itself apart, You're, like freaking out. Okay. So like it gets you, it gets you intrigued, and then the guy's family dies, and from that point on, it's a story about him trying to clone his family, and it must take about an hour, and like it's it's just so slow, and Keanu Reeves should not do like emotional performances. I'm completely miscast for this film. This film shouldn't have been made. It's it's awful. Um, I was fighting to stay awake the whole time and I was thinking like yeah but he might just do something <laughs> he didn't yeah. um, I, I really don't recommend it it's got 5.5 on, uh, on IMDB and I'm actually surprised that it's that it's as high as it is um, it, yeah I, I don't rate this film wow uh, uh. I mean, yeah, I, I can't, I can't see myself going to see that, like bothering to see that the way you've had it. Was it that nothing, bad? It just like nothing happens for 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 ages, and Keanu Reeves is it's like it's 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 a bad performance. When he's bad, he's bad. You know, uh. you have to cast him in a perfect role, and then he's it's it's magic. But like, there are there are a few films. Uh, Lake House, for example, that's it's, oh, yeah. it's just it's just awful, <laughs> and this this is definitely one of them. Um, he's like, he's trying to give it too much when he's he's talking to his uh, his like lab partner. He's um, it's it's just so forced, and it's it's painful to watch. It really is. Yeah. Um. What's Who's who's going next for the film? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, I'll take it. So the the one I wanted to talk about because um, I finally I've at long last finished Voyager and now achieved full Star Trek knowledge, and and so I I wanted to talk about Star Trek Two, which is uh, the Wrath of Khan, 
in um because I think out of all of the Star Trek films, that is the one that matches the tones and gets the characters really bang on for how they were in the original series. Like, even the story that's told is exactly like a plot off of the TV show rather rather than a movie plot, if you know what I mean. Because it is literally just... Khan escapes from the planet he's trapped on uh, to to grab to steal a doomsday weapon, and all, the whole time they just fight each other between their ships. So it's like it's a proper, it's almost like a naval battle that they have to fight each other in, and it just matches exactly what the TV because the TV show obviously having such a low budget has such limitations with set. You're almost never left the ship, really. Like, two-thirds of the show is always the ship. And just... The na- the naval battles that exist in space. And this was a lot like those ones. And... I think it was... It was it was another one that was a bit weird getting... Because of... Um, what was it called? Uh, Into Into Darkness was the second of these new star the new Star Trek trilogy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was almost like a a bit of a remake of Wrath of Khan, a bit like how Man of Steel was a remake of Superman too, and it was just so it was it was quite dramatically different in how. It was portrayed, which I know, obviously, with a new history established, it was meant to be, like, the first interaction with Khan, which was pretty cool. But it was just very different. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, that was where, yeah, that's all I have to say on it. <laughs> it was just a fucking sick film. You know, I, I wish I could appreciate something the way you appreciate Star Trek <laughs> that's oh, what man. I have to say on it that... just because I've never I've honestly never oh no but see Star, actually Star, like Star Trek 2 is one of the films I'll always cry at like genuinely it gets me when um, like the same way that Luke that to bur- yeah Luke Kevin to birth burn Darth Vader for me it gets me the same way as Spock's funeral at the end of Star Trek 2 it's the exact same for me. That's the kind of passion I have with that film, and, and especially just with Spock in general. <laughs> it's touching that seeing Spock have to sacrifice himself for everyone. I love that film, and I love that they they actually redid that in um, Into Darkness. They did it with Kirk sacrificing himself, and Spock having to go on the rampage for Khan, and I quite like that they even paid homage to that scene within the new film fair enough <laughs> fair enough could you spark any differences yeah oh <laughs> <sighs> too many <laughs> yeah, Star Trek I, I see that I sparked that uh, card was an Indian anymore <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had left he had left Sikhism Okay. All right. Yeah. So, what's the what's the one you what's the film you're talking about today, Sam? Right. So, um, 
I'm part of a, a page on Facebook that's called like Film Buffs, and I got into a bit of a debate the other day regarding the Cornetto trilogy. Um, the Cornetto trilogy, for anyone that doesn't know, is uh, a debated trilogy slash four films um, upon which uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg star in. Um, they they're not the same universe. They they're usually similar. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say they're similar characters because some sometimes they're playing friends. Sometimes they don't know each other from the mm. start, kind of thing. But um, they're they're trio of comedy films that like take on a specific theme. So Shaun of the Dead, you've got like horror. Um, at World's End, I don't know drama. I would say um, Paul, which isn't technically classed as the Cornetto trilogy, but is better than the world's end it's like a sci-fi thing but the one i want to talk about is hot fuzz which yeah. is why i wanted to make Best point one. to rogan's poor choice with point break earlier and say that if your film is getting an honorable mention within hot fuzz like they literally chat about that film like it's a it's a comedy line in it like you know the point break or bad boys too you know what i mean he <laughs> specifically mentioned they even mimic that scene don't they where he's running over the gardens and that, and he goes to shoot him, and he like shoots in the air. Iconic scene, iconic. Like, but yeah, no, that film for me was the best of the trilogy. This is what I was arguing. This guy was saying Shaun of the Dead, but Hot Fuzz for me is it just has everything. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. All the all the characters are really memorable. Like where they set it is just. Everyone's just farmers, aren't they? Like, I, uh, I, I, I think John of the Dead is is the premier film. I've really, got, I've got to admit, yeah, okay. I think it's just genius. Um, but Hot Fuzz is hard, and I, I definitely agree with what you were saying before that if you replace Paul with yeah, the, uh, the World's End, yeah, yeah. it's it, it that trilogy's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. To be honest, I I haven't even seen The World's End. It's just awful, mate. <laughs> it's just Simon Pegg trying to be overly dramatic. I don't know. It it it's it tries to tackle some issues that doesn't really need to be. Um, it's, it's like he's playing like um, Colin F- Colin Firth. Is no Colin Farrell, the the tough guy. Oh, Colin yeah. Farrell, like yeah. his character to me, it's like he's trying to do an. Um, an imitation. It's just it just doesn't suit it. Whereas b- where Paul works best is because he's literally playing shot Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah. Like like another film, just an honourable shout out to Simon Pegg. R- Run Fat Boy Run doesn't get the. Um, I love that film. The credit the film's great. To be honest, that you know what I'm saying. It is just a well balanced comedy, and there's like the whole father son like I don't know. It's heartwarming. It's. it's and it's like one of them that was like for for the whole family. Like I won't be showing my kids Shaun of the Dead. I remember getting confused between Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead when I was a kid, and <laughs> beginning to watch Dawn of the Dead, which, to be honest, is an awful film. But as a as a kid, that still that scared me. <laughs> yeah. No, that Shaun of the it's weird that Shaun of the Dead's one of the ones that um suffers from like the mythical sequel from dust you, you heard about from dusk till sean i did have you have you no man not heard about that 
Oh, the, it, the, it was the, there was a planned sequel to Shaun of the Dead, which was called From Dust Till Shaun, and it never happened. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it there's been like a few um there's been like a few weird homages to it in um quite recent media because i know the spider-verse did an homage to it with um in one of in the spider gwen's montage they have like movie posters for from dust till sean and it's like oh from the from the universe she came from the sequel got made <laughs> and it exists she so it in in the multiverse of media. I think Spider Gwen's the only one who's ever seen the sequel. <laughs> I think um, they they kind of did that in like I Am Legend with Batman v <laughs> Superman, didn't they? Although that one sort of came true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There was something like that. Yeah, there was like a yeah, billboard with BBS. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that wraps up the show. Um, Thanks for watching, guys. Tune in next time. Have you guys got... Uh, do you want to plug social medias? Uh, Solo, where can we find you? Uh, Cine Solo. This is, this is, yeah, on, on Instagram. Blessed. And you, Sam? Uh, Aglin Smith Productions, 97. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Follow me there. Cool. Yeah, and you can find me just with my name, Rogan, R-O-A-G-A-N. Thank you very much. Much love and peace.